Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is July 3rd, 2022. Time is 1800 and joining me as always is Big Daddy Al. What's up, Al? Oh, not much. I'm just trying to get over my gardening duty today. I've been out there sweating in that 102 degree temperature, but other than that, I think I'll also wake though. I think I'm getting skinny. This gardening I- thing and eating better is going to be good for me. Yes, absolutely. That's a good thing. And we all we all we have a special guest tonight, guys. Uh, y'all requested it. He's back. Welcome in, Reverend Paul. How are you doing this evening? I am doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when we did the live show with you, we got such positive feedback. Everybody said you needed to get Reverend Paul back there. You got to get him back on the show. I said, so, well, let me see if he wants to do another one. This one we will <laughs> record and we will put up on the platform. Awesome. Reverend Paul is one of my favorite people on TikTok. I like right. Reverend Paul. He's a good guy. I didn't know him until I until I heard him on your podcast, or excuse me, on the live show that night. I didn't know who Reverend Paul really was, but I've gotten acquainted with him lately, and he's really a good guy. Thank you. means a lot. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, those of you that got to catch the live show, I was a bit nervous to talk to Reverend Paul. I'm thinking, man, here's this religious guy wanting to come talk to us about doomsday stuff. I was a little bit intimidated, but after doing the show with Reverend Paul, I'm like, man, this guy's super down to earth. He's a super nice guy. Like, I, I really like this guy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's that's, really uh, good. Well, that's what your uh, your big fear was, a religious guy. And, uh, you know, religious people suck. And so, uh, you know, and... Am I, and just to not shock everybody when I say that, religious people are rule-bound and they are uh, works-driven people that like to shame other people. So uh, religious people are not fun to be around. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I could also I could also agree with this. I grew up Catholic. My neighbors were Christian, and it was almost like they put us down because we weren't part of the same religion. And what I was taught in religion is you're kind of supposed to accept that everybody, regardless of a belief system. So I never under I didn't understand that. I yeah. grew up in a Baptist church where people battered you over the head with your uh, with the Bible, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, religious people, um, they're they're terrible. You know, that's why you, you talk to Christian um, people and the true Christians will tell you it's it's relationship. It's not about religion. And when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Bible says God is love. And so whenever you are in fellowship with God in a strong way, you're going to be loving other people. You're not going to be shaming them over, you know, have you read your Bible for six hours today? And have you not said a cuss word? And are you being perfect and things of that nature? 
Right. People I noticed that were in the church when I was younger, most of the people that battered you over the head with the Bible, they had little secrets behind closed doors they didn't want the world to find out. And then you kind of kind of figure out a lot of them are hypocritical. So I like just real people, just real regular people. And it's fine to have discussions among different religions. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Jester had said uh, he had asked me in a live like what I was doing. I was like, oh, just chilling. Just got home from church. And <laughs> He said most people don't say those two words in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chilling at church, you know, churching and chill. That's something that I've never heard put together before. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Reverend Paul, when we had you on the live. You, you really started getting into the rapture and how that's related to prepping. Um, did you want to continue kind of on that narrative? You know, uh, I I do. And it just depends on where in that narrative you want to start um because to some people the rapture and prepping are two total opposites and so a lot of christians have been taught by hollywood especially that the rapture is coming and christians don't have to be ready for anything they're just going to be plucked out of the earth and you know and then when you talk about prepping that's long-term thing and people you know, are preparing for doomsday, you know, like your podcast. And so um, Christians have just crucified me. I mean, a lot of them, you know, not not every single one, but they're just like, oh, you, you're not making sense and you're not having faith and all these other things. So I don't to me, there's a big difference between, you know, having faith in religion that that religion is going to save you and then having self-faith to where you can care for yourself and save yourself you know right yeah that that is a big thing I, al i'm curious what you what you've been taught or or have heard if anything about uh the rapture the timing of it well the timing and you know the church i went to they they were mostly a fire and brimstone type of church for a Baptist church, and it was basically that we we're all going to be plucked off the earth. And uh, it, to be honest with you, I rejected a lot of what they what I was taught when I was younger. But I was always told that you need to be prepared because you know you've heard the old story and the old thing about how God says He's preparing something for you. And the man stood on top of the house, and they sent a boat, and he didn't get on during the flood. And then they sent a helicopter, and he didn't get on. And then some other people come around, and finally the man drowned. And when he got up, <laughs> got up to to heaven, God said something about uh, how, how's that go? He asked, he said, God, I thought you were going to save me. And he said, I sent you a boat, and I sent you a helicopter, and everything <laughs> else. So we have to actually prepare. You know, it's a joke that goes around. I'm I'm not going to tell it the way other people told it, but basically it was that I sent everything for you, but you had to do something for yourself, and that's what we have to do. We have to do something for ourselves to be prepared in life. Right. Did I lose you guys? Don't leave me with dead air. No, 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 no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm just opening it up for Reverend Paul because I know he's got a lot to talk about the rapture and everything, and I, I'm, I'm kind of listening to him, kind of learning from him some of the aspects that he brings up. No, and, and I learned a lot uh, from the live show we did, but something that something that I'm still trying to wrap my mind around is how people are ignoring they shouldn't be self-sufficient, that they shouldn't do anything for themselves, right? I, I, you know, you go back in the day, not even to a religious standpoint, but just if, if any, like, tribe or, or group of people had a figure that they looked up to, I mean, they would sacrifice things for harvest. You know, they would they would 
worship the sun. They would do all these things to get provisions to, you know, to have the things that they needed. And I'm looking at this situation now and I'm like, yeah, having faith is great, but God's not going to come down and fill your refrigerator up for you. God's not going <laughs> to refill the pantry, you know? So, so what do you tell these people, Reverend Paul? Okay. So in kind of like what we were talking about on the last, last podcast, um, you know, it, it's amazing to me that people are putting such emphasis on God doing it for them. And uh, the, the thing is with all that, right, uh, God has already done it. And so he, they don't need to wait for God to uh, magically make it appear. Um, he's already provided. The, like, the scripture I get the most is Matthew 6, uh, you know, 30, maybe, or 624. It says, um, look at the birds of the air, Matthew 626. Uh, for they neither sow nor reap or gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than them which one of you can add a cubit to a stature by worrying um so people are like oh the birds they don't have to gather and we're just like them so you know stop trying to gather stuff up in the barns and so um the thing is you know god also says you know and this is taking scripture out of context in a major way um this is called eisegesis, where you're reading topically and you're trying to make it apply to you now and, you know, on whatever situation it is. But if you exegete this passage using exegesis, you can see that Jesus is talking about, first of all, uh, he, he ends this passage about the birds in verse 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature or help out your situation. He's talking about worry here. And he's saying, hey, look, the birds of the air provided for them. But if you think about it, how has he provided for them? He's given them worms. He's given them uh, lakes. He's given them, you know, all sorts of different things to where they can just swoop down, get it, you know, hunt around for it or whatnot. But that they're provided for. They don't have to get a job. But with humans, okay, he says if you don't work, you don't eat. So we have to go out. We have to work. And then... Then we take our cash and then we go get food. And of course, we stock up our fridge. And so uh, people come at me with this, what I call super optimism. And what that is, is having this uh, unreasonable expectation and not having a plan to meet it. So they're like, oh, also, I'm going to survive anything. God's going to take care of me. Okay, how? You know, like he, he uh, through your job, right? That's how he normally takes care of you. Um, but they're just, they're being, they're being ignorant, but they're not allowing us to speak to them so that they're remaining stupid. They're being stupid. And uh, it's a shame. They, they need to listen. They're asleep and they need to wake up. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. I agree with you totally. You know, God provides us with wheat to make flour with, and which we make bread with, but we still have to go out and get the wheat. We still have to go make the bread. He provides, but... 
you have to do something. You have to add something to it. So laying away things, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Laying away things and being prepared means that we just take what God gives you and make things more accommodating for you in the future. I, I get you 100%. I, I'm on path with you. Uh, absolutely, Reverend, 100%. But making other people in the world see that sometimes it's very hard and Christians I feel like a lot of them are really hard to reach because unless you come from a, a position of authority uh, quote unquote authority in the church which I think there is no authority in the church period God's the only authority they don't want to listen to that thing and if they didn't hear it from a preacher or a pastor they're like oh I don't believe that's false doctrine no 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 <laughs> that's not right that's not right at all hold on a minute everyone every man that reads God's word makes a assumption of what he thinks God's saying. And some of them are always right. So I think a lot of people are wrong about the prepping thing. And I'm with you hundred percent on that. Yep. And uh, Jester had told me that he was getting a lot of flack from Christians. And I was like, you know, nah, of course, you know, hopefully not. And then, uh yeah once i started uh the channel that was inspired because i wanted to submit a topic to y'all this podcast about the rapture i'm like hey you know how are y'all prepping because i man i i love you guys i was i was i am still but big fan like oh my gosh i've just listened to everything on there that i can think of and the gray man and the uh the group selection all these things so i'm thinking whoa it's blowing my mind like okay I want to prep for like the rapture because I believe it's going to be a tribulation into the tribulation rapture. So I believe that uh, we need to, you know, get the groups together, uh, you know, have that and all this. So I'm listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, wow, I love this. And I'm like, how can I, you know, get this to understand uh, Christians understand about the rapture? So I submitted the topic for the podcast and just was like, just come on, you know. And uh, ever since then, though, Christians have just come at me in, in uh, the worst way. Not even like, oh, hey, why are you doing this? This isn't normal or whatever. They just throw Matthew 6.26 at me. And, um, and that's what I wanted to correct on here because, yes, we do need to prep. And, you know, going into some of the preppers in the Bible that people don't re uh, realize, um, Noah and Joseph were preppers. And, um, you know, there's some, some stories I had on that, but specifically with uh, Joseph, you know, God gave uh, him the, the ability to interpret Pharaoh's dream, which was saying, hey, there's seven years of famine coming. And because of him interpreting the dream, um, wow, they had plenty during that famine. And that's how everybody's going to be whenever, uh, you know, everything hits the fan you know <laughs> we're gonna have plenty and other people aren't and that's gonna be sad well hey noah was the og prepper okay he was OG, noah yeah. was he was og i mean he had real status i mean he had street cred because i mean <laughs> god put him out there to do work and he did it you know what i'm saying and seriously he's he's got real street cred but the thing is think about what he did he took every animal I mean, was that not prevalent? They were looking out. Every animal's not used for food, but there's food, there's there's meat, eggs. I mean, God was saying here, we're going to provide, but hey, you're going to have to get a pair of each one of these. And put them That's the OG right there. I give him his props, man, for real. Mm -hmm. So I want to I wanted to comment on something Al mentioned earlier about, you know, stuff being in, in the, the wheat in the field and you got to go get it. So 
it's it's been told to me for years god helps those that help themselves right and that's kind of how i look at the prepping aspect but rapture prep let me ask you this man um would there be a way because like i think about like my big concern in doomsday is other people right and the evil and just the the nastiness that other human beings are gonna the things we're gonna do to each other in this unbridled society so would it be a way to kind of wake up Christians to say, hey, listen, these people, when the apocalypse hits, are going to be full of evil from the devil, going out, doing devious things, doing this, doing that. And this is a way for you to protect yourself because the devil's going to be running around everywhere and you don't want to go out in that mess. Uh, that That is uh, it's spot on, you know, just like your episode on civil unrest. Um you know, with this having a spiritual aspect, you know, um, but regardless, there's, uh, there's going to be this, uh, this pillaging and, you know, how they were, how they've already done burning down police stations and rioting and all this stuff. And that was over uh, something that's not going to be as pressing as what's coming. Uh, what's coming is going to be a hundred times worse. And so, yes, you, you know, uh, you need to be armed you need to protect your family, which is another thing that, um, you know, is like kind of taboo in the Christian religion. Like, oh, do you have a gun? Well, uh, just a couple of days ago, I was at the gun range. I was uh, sharpening uh, my sword, my skill. Um, yeah, you need to protect yourself. And as well, you need to have, um, be responsible about that. I loved your episode on gun safety. Uh, I just listened to it. And uh, so true. I was at the gun range the other day and I, you know, the, the instructor didn't have to come by and correct us because I've had so much training. Um, but I was seeing him correcting other people. And I just I just laughed. because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I don't have to worry about that because I know what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, we need to be stocked up for just simple emergencies, uh, just like what I experienced here in, in Texas that kind of started that uh, prepping for me. I got you. And it's, and it's awesome to hear that you go to the range. Now <laughs> I got to ask you, do, do you pack in God's house? Do you carry a gun at church? You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny enough, I'm actually on the team there at the church, uh, that can still carries during service. So, I, um, go ahead. I understand that. I understand that. I did that for many, many, many years with nobody even knowing that I had mine because I felt like there would eventually be a day where God's house would become a target. Right. So, and, so check this out. This is a PSA. Um, I was carrying uh, my Glock 22 at the church concealed. And I went up to talk to the pastor because he used to be my uh, professor at uh, Christ of the Nations 20 years ago. And um, I was talking to him and I said, hey, look, you know, um, I carry. And he goes, well, yeah, I'll just stop you there. He's like, you know, we have a special team for that. He's like, thanks for coming and talking to me about that. And I was like, OK, yeah, I have concerns because what if y'all did a skit, you know, where someone comes out of the crowd with a with a fake gun or something, you know? And he goes, yeah, I know. He's like, that could cause uh, concern. And there's those cross shooting with someone like average member that doesn't know the church has a team for that. And, you know, they may be identified as a second shooter. And so, please, I want to, anybody listening, if you're going to church and you want to carry, first of all, see if you can at that church. Second of all, go talk to the pastor. Go talk to staff. Let them know that you are carrying. And um, if they have a team there, if not, establish that team, you know. Um, 
so yeah, I just had to get that out there because I didn't know that there was a team. And then and then the pastor, since he knows me, is like, yeah, just join. He's like, here here's all the people, and I was like, cool. That's an excellent idea, excellent. But this was so long ago before we had really good places and good things in you know in place for that. So yeah, and 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 to be honest with you, I I feel like the houses of worship, all houses of worship today, are a target by a lot of different groups. There's not one or two groups. So, yeah, that's something that needs to be established in every congregation, no matter what the denomination. They need to be protected. You should be right. protected in your house of worship. Yeah. So, it's, it's... on that note, just I want to throw this out there to the listeners. I mean, I, I don't know how, much, how many of them follow the news or remember past stories, but with, when it comes to church shootings, these things happen in waves, I've noticed over the years. Um, hmm. There's been waves of these things, and there's been hundreds of these things. Not all of them are reported on major media outlets, so you don't see them all. But, I mean, it's it's there's soft targets, unfortunately, and you do have religious extremism and, and these radical people that want to go out and do other people harm. So I could abs- I think every church should have an armed team. Why not? Yeah, definitely. It's sad to it's sad to hear the the stories of um, one of them late, you know, not too long ago, of Jewish community, and they were they were trapped there for hours. And one of them, I think, threw a chair at the armed gunman, and you know, was able to get away or whatever. And I was just like, man, that's so sad. It is very very sad. I, I hate to see people. I hate to see anybody persecuted for their religion whatever religion it is i right you know i i might not agree necessarily rudimentary with your religion or, or philosophically but the thing is in america we have the right to be able to worship any way in which we want to and that's protected and i think that protection also goes to the congregation themselves you know i, I think you should be safe in your house of worship you should have to look up for the prayer to see if somebody's fixing to shoot you that's just right my look on it you know i mean i'm being real i wow and i don't think that makes me any less of a christian or any less of a of a concerned christian i just feel like you shouldn't have to look up from your prayer to see if somebody's going to shoot you honestly so i got a I got a comment on that and Reverend Paul, I want your feedback on this, and Al, too. Um, when I was a kid growing up in church, when I would go to church, that felt like the safest place to be with my religious upbringing. Like, nothing could go wrong inside that church. But again, that was a childlike mentality, not knowing the dangers that are out there in the world. Do you guys think that a lot of these people may be still in this childlike mentality where they think they are safe within this building and nothing could go wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, they. I, I feel like a lot of them think that they're safe, but they're not necessarily safe. I'll, I'll, I'll hush, <laughs> Reverend Paul. You give yours. I, I just have yeah. mine on that. You know, no, uh, it, it's true. I mean, listen, I have. Uh, I'm more of a non-denominational minister. Uh, I was a pastor for years as a non-denominational pastor, and um, I believe strongly in casting out demons. Hey, you know what? Call me crazy. I've done it. I've seen them. Um, I am very faith-filled. I've laid hands on the sick. I've watched them recover. Um, so when it comes to faith, I don't care if they got a gun or a demon, you know, they're going they're, the demons coming out and the guy, you know, they're going down. So, um, whatever way the evil presents itself, it needs to be dealt with. And, Unfortunately, a lot of people, um, they, they lean too heavy on their faith when they should also be prepping 
in the natural as well, okay? Because, you know, yes, God can supernaturally send angels to guard that church and disarm that person or whatever, but you still want to be prepped in the natural just in case. I think that's why yeah. I like you, Reverend Paul, because you can put things in a way that I can't even get think about doing. Uh, I think that's the reason why me and you get along well. <laughs> and I'm glad Jester had you back on tonight because I really enjoyed the show, the live show with you, and I'm enjoying this one. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. So I know when we were doing the last show, you know, we, we talked about a lot of people that were still asleep and trying to wake people up, and we talked about, you know, the, the biblical preppers and things like that. And, you know, we got into a little bit now about, you know, the feedback you're getting from people, you know, the negative feedback, do you think that potentially these people will be punished in the rapture or do you think they will get a pass? Like, what do you think is going to happen to the naysayers that aren't doing anything right now? Okay, so um, now the rapture, of course, that's for, you know, believers. So, um, you know, the believers will make that rapture, but... For the people or naysayers that aren't prepping, because so here's the timeline of things. I'm going through this on um, Rapture Prep podcast that I have on Reverend Paul Cross's uh, channel or YouTube. But um, the timeline of things right now, there's there's fixing to be uh, what the Bible calls a six trumpet war. That's going to kill, a, you know, wipe out a third of mankind. And so this is going to lead to a peace treaty. And during the, the when that peace treaty starts. It's going to last seven years, okay? But halfway through that, it's going to be, um, you know, broken. And the Antichrist is going to be revealed. So at that three and a half mark, when there's basically three and a half years left, that's going to be the mark of the beast. There's going to be great tribulation on earth um, that Christians are going to go through. And so, um, and there, I got tons of scripture for that, if you're curious. And so... Uh, you know, we need to be prepared during this time because the Bible says you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you have that mark. And so if you have your own garden, if you're homesteading, if you're doing all these things that y'all are preaching about, um, <laughs> then you, you're going to be able to survive during this time, especially if you have a bug out place and plan. Um, you know, you're, Christians, unfortunately, may have to go with the gray man that y'all talk about on the podcast. All these things that I'm learning from y'all, I'm like, yes, I'm putting it into practice. That's going to be something that I'm that I'm planning for. So, um, yeah, they're going to be punished. Uh, it's it's going to be by their own, um, and I'm going to say stupidity because they're not ignorant because we've been telling them. So uh, by their own stupidity, or and I'm going to say lack of faith, you know, um, but that's why God's woke me up to teach people and to tell them. So, uh, it's going to be sad to see. Um, but I don't know. No. So you talk about the six trumpet war. I've never, I've never heard of that. Could you elaborate more on that for us? Sure. So the Bible says, um, like in revelations nine, 13 through 16, that there's going to be uh, a 200, million man army that's going to come and there's going to be a war um and specifically it gives specifics okay that they're going to march over the euphrates river which is over there in islamic territory and the bible says that a third of mankind are is going to be killed and so um you know that's that's going to be 
an obvious uh, end time event where people are going to be like, okay, wait, you know, the end times are here. And what we're seeing over in Russia, right? Uh, wow. It, it, could, it could pop off at any time. It's really the next event on the calendar of end time events. Um, but yeah, it's in Revelation 9, 13 through 16. You know, people could die from a lot of different ways, not just in a war. They could die from nuclear fallout. They could die from starvation. They could die from exposure. There's a lot of ways that people can die. A third of mankind doesn't necessarily have to die, per se, in the war itself. It could be the results of the war. So yeah, that's, that's what true. I've always thought. That's true, yeah. And, you know, the Bible, uh, it does talk about... Um, like fire and, and smoke and brimstone in verse 17. Uh, I've turned to the scripture now. But, um, you know, so we're believing that this is going to be, you know, a, a war with, you know, probably nuclear. Um, otherwise, you know how long it would take for people just shooting bullets at each other? Um, even just a, missiles here and there for to wipe out a third of mankind? Like, you know, this war in Russia, it's, it's ongoing for like, what, 60 days? I don't even know how long now. Um, All right, I gotta I gotta throw my conspiracy hat in the ring real quick and okay. think about this though. <laughs> what if it's a biological war? Right? What if there's some disease that's being sent around? Look at how many look at how quickly people got infected with COVID. Look how quickly those numbers climbed. I mean, I don't think it would have to be nuclear, you know. Right. I agree. And, yeah, so um now of course with me, I you know, I try to keep my opinion at bay and just preach the word of God. You know, um, so from what the the Bible's saying, it's saying fire, smoke, brimstone, right? Um, so that's to us, everyone in the Christian community that's really studied this out, we're believing that's like nuclear, you know, heavy artillery type war. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if without looking at the scriptures like that, sure, you know, that that a third could be wiped out really easily through that method. So. I mean, it, it could very well be both, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, I, could, that could be part of their um, their tactical warfare. Yeah, it could be a biological war, then somebody strikes at them for doing it. And then a result, we all know a result of war is starvation. Somewhere online, when we have a war, we have bad economic conditions, people die of starvation. And the numbers are shooting up right now. So we yeah. could be involved in it right now, as far as we know. And the, the really cool thing about this is, and I, I say cool thing, uh, people are out there thinking I'm crazy, but um, I just saw an article that I posted on my TikTok about the Pope had an interview uh, about a month or so ago, and he said that he believes that uh, World War Three has already begun. And, you know, this, according to the Word of God, um, the, we believe that the office of the Pope okay, will be the false prophet that's prophesied in Revelations 13, 11 through 12. Um, you know, and we don't know if that's current Pope or not, but he is a major end-time player in the book of Revelation. So for him to declare that he believes World War III has already started is major. Um, I saw a news article the other day that Archbishop Vigano, I believe, was in LifeSite News. He was saying the exact same thing, that he felt that World War III had already kicked off. There I you saw go. That just Friday. Yeah, and so that's, uh, and you know, this is all, whether you believe in the conspiracies of the news media and whatnot, um, 
you know, this was on a, a, a prompter, you know, this was written out, this was pre-planned, this is a release. For the Pope, anytime he talks, there's been plans in the making for that. So this wasn't just like, a, oh, you know, this is my opinion or whatever, like, this is what he believes. And so this is what the church, obviously, is going to be teaching. So, I guess, there. so I'm not as steeped in religion as you guys are, I think that's really really clear and apparent <laughs> but i keep i keep putting this like together in my mind if, if they're saying world war three has already started i mean what is it that they're looking at like what was biblical like how does that correlate to the biblical thing is it the stuff with ukraine in uh russia is it the stuff with with the covid and the vaccine and all that kind of stuff what's the catalyst for the pope to say like hey this is this is happening was it the riots we've seen within the streets what's he looking at so, you know, I don't know exactly what the the Pope himself is referring to. I know he was talking about uh, Russia, I believe, in that article. But, um, you know, in, in Revelations, there's there's like a 10, there's a, there's a beast, right? And one of the, the figures of the beast is a bear. And the bear, his symbol is, uh, you know, Russia is the bear's symbol. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting you're seeing this beast and, you know, start to rise up. And one of the, the parts of the beast being the bear, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's starting to line up. Now, I'm not saying that the Pope is basing it off of that. Um, the Pope may know more about these end time events that are, I mean, this, you know, political events with war and everything than all the rest of us do. He's, you know, on the upper echelon. Right. No, I get it. I, I, I guess I could understand that looking at, you know, looking at the symbolism with Russia. Um, now, me, on the other hand, I I I think Russia are kind of the good guys in the situation, learning more about the Russian Ukraine thing. I'm I am team Russia now for sure. Um, and one of the things that I didn't know about that I just recently learned was about uh, the human trafficking that's going on in Ukraine. And that should be something we as a government should be wanting to put a stop to. But instead, we're helping them fund a war. And I can't help but question why. And I don't want to go off on a, on a tangent with that. But I just want to let you know my stance on Russia. Right. And so I, I've heard I've heard uh, the same thing from other people. They're like, oh, well, Russia, you know, they kind of got messed over on this NATO deal. And, you know, so there's there's different parts of it. But um, I just read an article, you know, to transition away from that. I read an article about Russia trying to um, to make allies with Iran and China and a few other places. And that's just um, um, for economic reasons, some other things. And that's part of that beast um, form uh, forming. So it's just really interesting. So all these players are starting to, you know. Night. You're right. You're right, Reverend Paul. They, uh, it's called the BRICS. Um, there, yep, there it is. Brazil, yep. Russia, India, China, and uh, South Africa. It's mm -hmm. uh, basically where we're seeing the world separate into two. We're seeing the NATO, yep. G7 alliance, and then we're seeing this alliance with other countries because we, we keep losing sight in America because American mainstream media doesn't talk about this but we're not well received across the world we, we're looked at as the spoiled rich child 
around the world in a lot of different places. And to think that the world is splitting into two sides is not hard to believe because basically that's been the way it's been for a long time. Up until the mid-1990s, we were split into two different sides. We had the Warsaw Pact, we had the NATO Pact. And then when the Warsaw Pact kind of crumbled, when Russia and the Soviet Union crumbled, we lost that and it became geopolitical politics, like one big happy world, but it wasn't like that. So yeah, we're, we're kind of like that. It's, it's happening. That BRICS is, is a real thing and they're trying to separate from the rest of the world. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you were, um, that you're into that. So you can, you can see the, the, the magnitude of what's going on. It, things are starting to shift and separate and now i believe according to the the bible that america is going to still be around during the end times and supporting israel and so that may keep us from out uh, out from underneath the uh, the rule and reign of the antichrist to where we don't have to necessarily worry about the mark of the beast but um we should still be prepping as if um you know worst case scenario because we still have this this war the bible talks about with uh in revelations 9 about four angels being loosed and you know taking out a third of the world so can you imagine the sh the sanctions that are going to be on all these countries that are involved in this war and um the shortages of food and everything like I would say be prepped for at least a year's worth of food period absolutely and then have a way to restore restock and resupply yourself because you can yep. eat up your supplies quickly growing a garden raising animals are they small or large being able to gather and know what to eat off the land that's part of it yeah and uh gardening for survival okay i'm i'm just trying to reiterate what y'all are teaching this is great um this is going to be a reality and it may be a harsh reality for a lot of people that have never had a garden they don't have a seed bank that haven't even tried, you know? So uh, like what Jester's doing with the buckets, you know, get something put in a bucket. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like just start. Absolutely. You know, you got to start somewhere. We try to encourage people not to be intimidated. I know some of these things are intimidating, but I mean, so everything I'm gathering thus far from your Reverend Paul, we're in the end times now, right? Uh, look, man, it's unfortunate but I, I've heard your theories, uh, especially on Scott's, uh, you know, Prepper Talk Radio, you know, about how things you believe are going to go down. And the way you're kind of explaining things is kind of how uh, the end times are going to be according to the Bible. So, you know, for you to see it one way without the lens of religion, you know, or the Bible, and uh, the same way we're seeing it, you know, uh, it, it's just astounding because I'm hearing the same things, whether they're from Christians or non-Christians. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com. D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. I mean, it almost, at this point, to me, it almost makes sense that, you know, I guess I kind of look at it like this. It would be the, the elites rising up against the people, right? 
and, mm-hmm. and pushing us down into the dirt, making us fight against each other, this mass civil unrest. And then I see that going on for quite a while. But I guess if you're looking at this from a biblical standpoint with the fire and the brimstone and, and you know, all this bad stuff that's going to happen, you're going to have civil unrest and everything, you know, going, falling in that realm too. What is the, you know, how is the person that's non-religious that didn't have a biblical upbringing, how are they going to interpret when they start seeing things come down from the sky from a, that, that are biblical? You know, are, are they going to have meltdowns? Are their heads going to explode? Like, how are these people going to handle that? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, um, it's not going to be what mainstream Christianity teaches, which is like, a, you know, uh, a third of the people are raptured out or a quarter of people, whatever. And then everybody was like, oh, what happened? Was that an alien abduction? You know, that's not that's not how this is going to play out. That's not what the Bible teaches. Um, I could go on and on for uh, weeks at a time preaching, filibustering how the end times and everything is going to play out. Um, but you know, we need to, we need to be prepared for, um, the worst case scenario and, and everything that, that we're doing and prepping. So it's time to get some skills and, uh, brush up on them. Um, but with the, with the end time scenario, you're talking about with the, in the skies and everything biblical, that's going to be playing out slowly. So there's going to be a lot of time, like at once you get to that three and a half year mark where the Antichrist is supposed to do the abomination of desolation in the temple and declare himself as God, um, then you're going to start seeing, there's supposed to be two witnesses that are supposed to be like, uh, basically having the power of, uh, you know, Jesus for the most part, um, being able to stop up the heavens from it raining. They're going to be killed and raised from the dead and they're going to be doing miracles and such. So they're gonna, we're gonna, the world is going to see a display of the power of God versus the evil, which is the Antichrist and the false prophet. So it, it's slowly going to play out. People are gonna be able to see the prophecies of the Bible fulfilled and explained to where there's gonna be no more excuse. Um, now all the things that come in the sky, um, that's gonna be like after Jesus comes back. Once he comes back and gets the church. Then, like the moon, and you know the the sun's gonna be darkened, and you know then the wrath of God's gonna be poured out. So um, that gets rid of all these people. They're like, oh, God wouldn't beat up his bride, you know. So there's no, there's no such thing as a, a post tribulation rapture. Um, the thing is, it's called Satan's wrath, and the the revelations. I think it's twelve twelve. Um, yeah, he comes down to earth. He's confined to earth. And then he possesses the Antichrist and starts his wrath because his time is short. And that's where the Mark of the Beast comes into play. And um, so, yeah, it's it's going to get bad, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a slow burn. So, it's you know, I don't think it's going to be like people's mind melting because they're seeing, you know, st- stuff in the sky. But this war that's going to come, that's going to be uh, it's going to be insane. That's going to be the, the next major thing. So, look, you know, if we're looking out for end time events, it's going to be this war and then the peace treaty. Those are the two things. And the, the Jews trying to rebuild their own temple. Those are the things to watch out for. But the war right now, it's, it, it could be very imminent. So, it's time to prep. It is oh, time I to prep. <laughs> yes, it's time to prep. It's time to prep. <laughs> um, so, uh in your in your educated opinion, educated guess, how much time do you think we have left, Reverend Paul? 
I would say 72 hour bug out bag. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, what? We only got 72 hours? Oh, man. <laughs> just, po- just post this, this uh, and then just leave. Now, um, I, you know, honestly, I, I, I couldn't give you a date. Um, I'm, I'm trying to follow uh, like what Jesus. He, see, Jesus gave us prophecies to prepare us, not to scare us. So when people, they're like, oh, I don't want to understand revelations and I'll stay away from that. It's so scary, you know. Well, since we're in the end times now, because, you know, he told Daniel, hey, forget about that. Roll up the scroll. That's not for you to understand. That's for the people in the end times. Well, now if you open up Revelation, you can start to see these things and you're like, whoa, there's a 200 million man army. China has that now. That's a prophecy in the Bible. That number didn't even exist back then. See what I'm saying? So. We have these these uh, scriptures to prepare us, not to scare us. So, um, you know, we need to um, get into this mindset of um, studying the Word of God for ourselves and getting prepped. Um, going back to what was your question? Sorry. Oh, it was uh, how much time do you think we have left? That was okay. The so question. yeah. So in saying that, uh, that's why I had to give that out. Um, we're we we don't know until that peace treaty is signed so once the peace treaty is signed the bible says that there's seven years left until christ returns okay so until then we don't know we're waiting uh it's god just woke me up a few uh, short months ago saying hey i i want you to start getting prepped seriously and I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do that. And since he has woke me up, the Pope has declared, hey, it's World War Three. There's a war going on in in Russia and all these things. And so I started the channel, and I'm going to intensify preaching and showing people these events to help wake them up. Um, but it, hey, if if China backs up Russia and we back up Ukraine or just whatever, this thing can get uh, pretty crazy pretty quick. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting for that. So to answer your question, I don't know until that, that, uh, that war happens and the peace treaty is signed. But then once the peace treaty is signed, I have a chart up on my, uh, TikTok videos or on my podcast. And it shows that all these events that I'm talking about in the seven year time period. I got you. So, I mean, I could realistically, I could see, I mean, we're already back in Ukraine now. It's only a matter of time before Russia retaliates against us. It's only a matter of time before we're defending Taiwan. I mean, I see all these things coming together right now um, that would that would initiate a treaty. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to tell you, I mean, to be honest with all you guys, it scares the hell out of me. It really does. That, and, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't and, exactly make me sleep good at night either. I, I assure you, I promise you that. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And guys, uh, I got to tell you what, we got to wrap up here. We only got a few minutes left here. But Reverend Paul, we're going to have to get you back, man, to continue into this because this is definitely going to be uh, a two-parter, I feel. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Because, you know, we, we need to get this message out. People need to understand why they're prepping. Not just you can meet them over the head and say prep all day long, but you need to tell them why they need to prep. And that's that's what's going on right here. We're trying to explain. Definitely. Absolutely. And with that being said, uh, Reverend Paul, do you want to go ahead and plug some of your stuff where people could find you, things like that? Um, sure. Yeah, I I just started a Rapture Prep podcast. Uh, you can get that, see that on Spotify, 
um, or YouTube. I have it underneath the Reverend Paul's um, uh, Reverend Paul Cross um, on TikTok. And Breaking the Devil's uh, contact, uh, Contract is a book I wrote. It's called Breaking the Devil's Contract. And um, you can see that. That's what a channel I have on YouTube. Um, get that book. It's awesome. It does not talk about the end time events. So you'll have to get that from the podcast. But uh, yeah, everything prepping related, I'm trying to learn from y'all and Scott and I want to go to the prepper camp. So, you know, on that side, I'm just getting started. So I'm excited. Gotcha. Copy that. Um, And uh, guys, just so you know, we are attending prepper camp 2022 this year in Saluda, North Carolina. If you haven't got tickets yet, get them for that. Also, we have our own event coming up called PrepStock, www.prepstock.info for tickets for that. That's coming up in October. Um, you can find me on TikTok at its Doomsday Podcast 1.0 through 4.0 now. <laughs> the email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. And Al, I'm going to let you take it out of here, bud. You can find me on TikTok at big underscore daddy underscore prep and big daddy prep backup account on TikTok. And you can also find me on Clapper and at the Big Daddy Al podcast. And we are so glad to have Reverend Paul come in tonight and talk. I appreciate this show more than ever. And everybody have a great week. Stay safe. And, and we'll get Reverend Paul back in here again. Absolutely. Happy Fourth of July. Emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle. Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned. The next emergency message will be a presidential address.